What's up? This is Greg Schnoes, host of the Bevo Broadcast on the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. As always, do us a huge favor, like and subscribe to the podcast. Leave us that five-star rating. I would appreciate it. Heartland Sports would appreciate it. So if you could do that for us, it would be awesome. What's that sound? Is that the... Is, oh, it's just Bijan scoring another touchdown. So that's why we're hearing the fight song again. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, how did that work for us, y'all? It was fantastic. What a game. Texas put it on them. And as we jokingly had the Texas fight playing there, because Kansas, I I cannot stress this enough. If you fell for the okey-doke with Kansas football this year, shame on you. It's Kansas football. Sure, they had a, a way better season than they've had since, what, 2008? Eight? How long ago was that? I mean, my goodness. So, yes, congrats to KU for having not a horrible, god-awful, terrible season like they've pretty much rolled gutter balls for, gee, since 2008. I can't emphasize that enough. It's been a hot minute. But for anybody to think this would be close, when Kansas's biggest weakness was run defense and Texas has the best running back in the conference and it's not even close – maybe one of the best in the country. I mean, I don't see how anybody thought this was going to be a close game. I had some doubts and reservations, and the reason I did was because I don't know where their headspace is at. The defense played a phenomenal game. And by the way, give this defense some credit. Kansas was averaging 32 points a game going into this. How many did they score yesterday? 14. How about TCU the week before? TCU rattled off 38, 43, 38, 41, and 34 points in their last five games before they played Texas. What did they do when they played Texas? They only scored 17. Well, if you're averaging 32 and you only score four, that means that's less, excuse me, that's more than half of what you normally are scoring. Okay? That's KU. If we take it to TCU, if they're averaging 38 going into the Texas game and they only scored 17 again, that's... Half, more than half. So the Texas defense is playing some really good football. And if you're discounting them saying, oh, this secondary is no good or this, that, and the other, then I'm like, why are they holding these teams in less than less than half of what they've been scoring when they play the Texas defense the last two games? Can you, can you riddle that to me? Give these guys some credit. Give Coach PK some credit. They did struggle. They did have some issues. But when you're keeping teams to half of what they're normally scoring, one of those on the road, I think you got to give credit where credit's due. Yes, I just kind of poo-pooed all over Kansas. They've had a good season. They've definitely improved, but it's still Kansas football. They're not good. Who have they beat that's any good this year? Duke? I, I mean, did they even win that game? I don't even know. I just know their schedule, just like West Virginia when I did the same podcast and I was being told, oh, my God, you really think Kansas or you really think Texas is going to beat West Virginia by that much? Yeah, look at the schedule going into it. West Virginia is not a good football team, and they weren't that night, and they haven't been all year. So it just blows my mind how sometimes I I do these things, and I'm like, really? You think it's going to be close? Why? (laughs) And now I get it. Texas is not having a great season. But again, everybody loves to bag on the Longhorns, and I see it all over the place. Oh, Texas is back. Show me where anybody on Texas has said that. I'll gladly pay you a good chunk of change to show me where 
Bijan said that. Steve Sarkeesian said that. The only time I can remember somebody going out on a public forum was Sam Ellinger after Texas beat Georgia in the Sugar Bowl, which would have been January of 2019. So forgive the kid for being a little bit in the moment. My goodness. I mean, it, it just cracks me up. Everybody's quick go-to is just to make fun of that. It's like, wow, yeah, the kid that who's just led his team to a Sugar Bowl victory and probably the best season Texas has had in years. Oh, my God. God forbid he be excited. God forbid he say something maybe off the cuff. I mean, geez. But let's get back to this. Texas defense is playing outstanding. That's the good. They're getting turnovers. Jalen Ford, the linebacker, is getting better every week. I like the way they are forcing three and outs. I like how they're tackling better. And uh, I, I think I did an Instagram live on my own Instagram page. I was mad as you know what after the Oklahoma State game. Because Quinn Ewers just looked terrible. Sark kept dialing up these long throws to Worthy. It wasn't working. They looked great in the first half. And it just, it just it was just not a good game. And then <laughs> Jade Barron is literally like trying to, like the running back for OSU breaks through the front seven. And Jade Barron's there for the tackle. And instead of tackling him, wrapping me up, and bringing him to the ground and ending the play then and there, he literally runs for 30 yards trying to pull the ball out. And I was screaming bloody murder. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Why? Make the tackle. Plays over. Instead, you give up 30 more yards of field position because you're attempting to rip the ball out. And you never did. Make the tackle. I get it's cool. I get it's fun. Everybody wants turnovers. Sports Center is going to show them. The form tackle, bring him to the ground, doesn't get you, you know, doesn't get you pub, doesn't get you famous, so to speak. It's the big hits. It's, you know, making the big play. And obviously, I get it. We all get it. But it's just been such an emphasis that these kids don't want to wrap up and tackle. And I was just screaming bloody murder to Jade Barron. If I was the coach, I said on my Instagram live, he, I would have benched him for that game. And I, I think I even said I wouldn't play him the rest of the year. That's how frustrating it was. It's like football tackling is like the most fundamental thing you're supposed to do on defense. I'm not talking about coverages. I'm not talking about blitzes. I'm not talking about stunting on D-line. I'm talking about straight up tackle, bring the man to the ground. Every, all 11 should be able to do that on defense. If you can't do that, then I, how can I trust you to do anything else? So I'll give Jade Barron credit. He has had two really good football games back-to-back -back on the defensive effort. So still critical about the pulling the ball out thing, but just wrap up. It'll be okay. <laughs> but, yes, Bijan uh, scoring touchdowns left and right. Texas, this was the game plan I thought I would see against TCU. Now, of course, TCU's got a way better defense than Kansas, but my point is I thought this is what I would see from Sark. I thought I would see – Bijan getting the ball, Roshan getting the ball, Keelan Robinson getting the ball. Jonathan Brooks even got some at the end. We'll get to that here in a minute. But, yeah, I guess you could say the good was the defense and the better, the great, the wonderful was the, the rushing attack for Texas. They shredded Kansas all day long. They could have ran it every single play and Kansas couldn't stop it. They damn near did. <laughs> you know what I mean? So – that was their biggest weakness, and everybody knew it going into this, and somehow this was supposed to be a close game. But I get it. Texas is on the road. They just lost a tough game at home. Who knows where their headspace was at? I totally get that that logic. But then the more I thought about it, as I was thinking about it, going with this game, 
going into yesterday, I was just like, man, Texas is really just – they should be able to run the ball, run it at will, whenever they want, however they want. And if you can do that and Kansas can't stop it, this seems to me like I thought Texas would win in convincing fashion the more I thought about it before kickoff yesterday because I was just like, I think I'm overthinking it. But congrats to Texas. They looked amazing. Bijan, Longhorn fans, it, it's – Appreciate why you got him for the next few weeks because he's he's going to be off the NFL in April and will be a high draft pick for somebody in their NFL team. But Bijan is just amazing. How many plays did he make yesterday where he was just a little jump cut, making guys miss, running through tackles? The offensive line was making big holes. Give them credit uh, because that was one of the biggest issues I think I said when I first started doing these. That was my biggest concern was the offensive line. And now – You've had all these young guys play all this year. That is going to be a strength going into next year for sure. So, but Quinn Ewers didn't look too hot, barely threw for 100 yards. Uh, I'm not sure if there's something, a lingering injury uh, from the Alabama game or maybe something's nicked him up and they're just, we don't know about it. But something is definitely off. The kid is obviously young. He's more or less a true freshman. And I even reached out to, a former NFL quarterback who has a YouTube channel where he breaks down offensive football. And I wanted to talk to him about Quinn Ewers and we're still trying to figure that out. Uh, because everything I've seen from guys like Joel Platt is Ewers needs to work on his footwork. And there's things like he's got all the talent. He just needs to clean up the fundamentals of playing quarterback. Like I was just harping on with defense. You, you can't tackle what are you doing out there? And I think with guys like Ewers that are just super talented, they can get away with natural talent because they they don't have to be a hundred percent fundamentally hundred uh, percent on the fundamentals when they are playing high school ball because they are just just they're overmatched whoever they're going against like Quinn Ewers is better than any defense he probably went against in high school right so you can get away with the sidearm throws and maybe the footwork not being the best because he played at a powerhouse program in uh, South Lake at uh, Carroll High School. So with his talent, with the team around him and the coaching, he could get away with things like that. Well, this is big-time college football. You can't get away with that anymore. So I'm hoping if Texas and Baylor, as we transition to that uh, here the day after Thanksgiving. But, yeah, Texas and yours, the, the bowl practices, thank goodness for that. Thank goodness that they're going to have the extra practices and where they'll end up will be interesting uh, to see. But uh, – but yours, it, it's there. We've seen it. We saw it against Alabama. We saw it against Oklahoma. When he's right, he's pretty dang good. So if we can clean up these things, I say we as a Texas fan, hoping that the coaching staff can get these things cleaned up. And again, he is essentially a true freshman. He reclassified in high school. He went to Ohio State. So essentially, this is his true freshman year. He didn't play his senior year of high school. He reclassified, obviously. And I think he had like two handoffs. <laughs> at Ohio State. So he basically did not play football until this year. And then he got thrust into the starting job. And he's had his moments. But as I said, as I said many times in here in the very beginning, temper your enthusiasm. But the fact that Texas, now that we're the week of Thanksgiving, this is November. Again, for all the people that love to poo-poo all over Texas. And I've been critical of them, and rightfully so. But I, I think I've said many times, this team will get better as the season goes. There's been some ups and downs. You have a freshman quarterback. 
you have a very young offensive line. You have the defense that's finally getting their getting their how can I put it? Getting the scheme right and executing the scheme. And the fact that Texas went five and seven, didn't win a bowl game. And as far as I know, they're doing pretty good this year. They have a winning record. They're going to a bowl game. Uh, and that could change. I mean, I don't know who I have no idea who they're gonna project and play, but let me just uh Let's see, let's see, let's see. So as it sits right now, they are, uh, where is it? Seven and four. They're playing Baylor at home, where Texas obviously plays better, with the potential at a Big 12 championship. And let's say if they beat Baylor this week and they go eight and four, and they don't get to the Big 12. Let's say Kansas and Kansas State, you know, let's say everything goes the way we think it will. And Texas finishes third in the conference with a eight and four overall record. And then they go to a bowl game if they can win that and go nine and four. For everybody who loves to crap all over my Longhorns, and there's plenty of you out there, what can you say about a team that could potentially go from five and seven, knocking on the door of a conference championship with a freshman quarterback and a very young and raw offensive line? knocking on the door of a conference title in November, the week of Thanksgiving, with a winning record. I, I mean, I think I said that in the beginning of this year, that if they could go, I think, I, I don't know, I don't, I'd have to listen to it again, but I believe I said something like, if they could be at this point in this time of year, I think anybody would say, this is fine. But everybody looks at it through a different lens, and if we, if we go back to the beginning of the season, if I'm telling you, hey, the week of Thanksgiving, there's a chance you can get to the Big 12 championship. You're ball eligible. You're well over 500. And you're going to go to a decent bowl game with the potential of winning a conference title. I mean, wow. I mean, you had Alabama on the ropes. Your quarterback got hurt. You beat OU's. You beat the brakes off of OU, your biggest rival. You shut them out. Now, sure, they had some moments. Texas Tech, yeah, they they lost in overtime. They didn't get their butt kicked by any stretch. They didn't get blown out by four or five touchdowns. Won a tough game against Iowa State. Lost a tough game on the road to Oklahoma State. Lost to a TCU team at home who's ranked number four, who, by the way, is going to get exposed in the college football playoff. Uh, <laughs> again, because if people love to rip on our Longhorns here that we love and – Texas is shutting them down. Baylor didn't shut them down. But TCU is winning a lot of close games. If they're going to jump up in level of competition, again, how's TCU and Georgia matchup? If you really think that's going to go well for TCU, God bless you. As we say here in Texas, bless your heart. Because <laughs> it's not. It's not. Sorry. But anyways. Being here at this point with Texas, I think anybody would have taken this. If I'd have told you I could sell you eight and four potential, you know, if they beat, but let's just say they beat Baylor, go eight and four the regular season, shot at the conference championship, going to a bowl game, and seeing notice, noticeable improvement. Guys like JT Sanders who have emerged, guys like Jonathan Brooks who's a running back who looks. I mean, losing Bijan is going to sting. Losing Rashawn Johnson is going to sting. But there's guys like that that are in the fold. They're coming back next year, with a, which will be an experienced offensive line, with an experienced quarterback, with guys like Xavier Worthy coming back, right? 
Oh, by the way, Cedric Baxter, top running back recruit in Florida, he's on his way in January. That can't hurt. Who's the guy from DeSoto? Uh, was it uh, Cook, wide receiver, five-star. He's coming in. You don't think he's going to make an impact offensively for Texas? These kids make impacts real quick in college football now, There's especially the wide receiver. Those are the positions in running back that can come in and make a difference real quick. So experienced quarterback, experienced skill guys, experienced offensive line, and sprinkle in some really fantastic players in recruiting coming in. Again, there's optimism for next year, obviously. But let's get it back to this. Baylor. Baylor gave TCU everything they could handle. Baylor, TCU almost shot themselves in the foot by running the ball and then running the, the kickoff or the, the field goal team out there with no timeouts. That's a very dangerous thing to do. Uh, but it worked out for him. But again, TCU is going to run out of. You can only shoot your, you know, shoot at your own feet so many times and not shoot yourself in the foot. And TCU is just being Russian roulette basically every week. So, but Baylor, it, it, the thing that worries me with Baylor is the way they were able to move the ball. They were able to run it on TCU for sure. Because as I was watching that game, I was thinking, why wasn't Texas doing this last week? So. Uh, but Baylor's, Baylor's a good football team. They're not great. They it, yeah, It'll be a rivalry game. It's kind of one of those things, like, if you're a Texas fan, you know Baylor gets up for – a lot of these games do. Um, or, excuse me, a lot of these teams do. Baylor is one of those schools that looks at Texas, like just about everybody, that they are the, – Texas has a target in its back. The former Longhorn football player who I do my other podcast with uh, for my own show uh, – said they have a target on the back. Everywhere they go, you're the you're the University of Texas. You're the flagship school in the state of Texas. So places like Baylor, places like TCU, Texas Tech, they this is their Super Bowl. They get up for this game. So Baylor's going to give them everything they can handle. I, I totally don't anticipate otherwise. I mean, they, it took TCU a last-second field goal to win. But here, let me look at... I mean, Duggan went for over 300, one touchdown, one interception. He was the leading rusher for TCU. But, I mean, as I look at the the, the Baylor team, the quarterback, was it Shapin? Is that right here? Can you write my, read my notes here? <laughs> he He's a solid quarterback. He's good. He's not great. I mean, and then they've got, they've got talent around him. I mean, Fred Williams running back. For Baylor, had a very nice game, 19 carries, 112 yards. And then you had Reese, who had 10 for 56. Yeah, Richard Reese for Baylor and a touchdown. So they ran the ball 46 times for 232 yards. And again, that's what I was expecting Texas to do to TCU, but they didn't. And then they've got some really nice receivers as well. I mean, that, that makes me nervous a little bit just because teams that have multiple wide receivers – and but I mean it's like I feel better about the way Texas is playing defensively, but I know how Baylor views this game. It's going to be the day after Thanksgiving. It's a huge deal, and you know guys like Baldwin, who yeah went six for one twenty three, and then you have what I think one two three four five six seven eight nine ten different guys from Baylor caught a pass yesterday. Oh my goodness, that that's I mean granted one two three four five six. Six of those only caught one pass. Three of them caught three passes, and then Baldwin caught six. But my, my point is, 
that's a lot to keep track of defensively if you're Texas because you know Baylor, you know they're six and five, they're bowl eligible, so it's not like they're desperate that this is their last game kind of thing. They know they've got a bowl game coming after this, but they would love nothing more to beat Texas in Austin and just perpetuate the whole well Texas is back, ha 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 kind of thing. So, I mean, it, it's it's going to be a tough game. Don't get me wrong. And as I look up here, a matchup predictor on ESPN, 81.6 for Texas. And let's see, we have, there's no spread just yet. But I think, you know, for Texas, just keep, just do what you've been doing. A lot of Bijan, sprinkling some more of these Sanders, Savion Red, caught a couple passes, true freshman for Texas. So I think Texas can win this game. I definitely think it is winnable. They still have everything in front of them, meaning they they know if they win, they give themselves a good chance for a conference championship. And that's up to Kansas and Kansas State. It's a rivalry. Who knows? I think Kansas State wins that, and then K-State and uh, TCU will play for the Big 12 championship. But again, 8-4, and four, shot at the conference title, better bowl game than they've played in a little while. This, things are looking up at Texas. Let's just – the hypercriticism that this program faces is just – I get it, and I do and I don't. But it's like when they make – when their defense plays good and it's holding teams to less than half of what they're scoring normally, I mean, my goodness, where, where's the respect? There isn't any. You know, Bijan goes off. It's just like – and that's fine. I, I, I would relish the underdog role if I was Texas. But, unfortunately, it's always going to be portrayed that they're – they're Texas. They have this, this, that, and the other. And that's fine. That's what you get when, when you're a Longhorn. And they fully understand that. And they have that target on their back. And they under, and they totally get it. So, as far as a prediction, eh. I didn't think Texas would go off for as many points as they did just because they're running the ball. But, I mean, nobody else thinks uh, Bijan going for, you know, four TDs and 200 and some change. But uh, I'll say Texas probably can take this one. Let's say – We'll go, how about 30, 38 to mm, 38 20. We'll go with that. 38 20, Texas wins. And we'll see what happens with how everything else shakes out. And who knows? Maybe I'll be talking here next week about a potential Big 12 championship game. And uh, wouldn't that be nice? But yeah, at this point in the season, everybody, if, if I told you this and where this is where we would be going into the week of Thanksgiving back in August, everybody would have took it. If I had just said, hey, this is where we're at, without getting specific details, you're seven and four, potential to go eight and four, you're bowl eligible, shot at a conference title. Nobody would disagree. Nobody would say, meh, I don't know. From last year to this year, and sure, there's been some hurdles that Texas didn't clear and some things that they definitely need to clean up. But last I checked, outside of Georgia, <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, look at yesterday Ohio State struggled, Michigan struggled. TCU struggle. A lot of Tennessee got the brakes beat off of them by South Carolina and Spencer Rattler. I mean, wow, who saw that coming? Nobody. <laughs> so Texas is not immune to having issues as a football team or coaching issues or any number of different things. They're just like everybody else. So, but that's okay. They're getting better. They got a lot to look forward to next year. And who knows? Like I said, we'll see what happens and shakes out. And maybe we've got a conference championship we'll be talking about. That would be awesome. Just because, for me personally, 
a buddy of mine and I bought tickets to the Big 12 title game back in August. So we'll look like geniuses if Texas can somehow pull this out and get to the game. But, you know, either way, we're going to be going to the game because we got a good, some good deal on some tickets. But uh, anyways, we'll see. So that's it for this one, the Bevo broadcast. My name is Greg Schnoes. Thank you so much for listening. And if you could, as always, please like and subscribe the podcast. Leave us a five-star rating here for the Bevo broadcast on the Heartland College Sports Network. I'll talk to you again soon. Everybody have a great Thanksgiving. I hope everyone out there has a safe travels to see you know, their friends and family and it just kind of take a minute, realize what you're there for. Don't talk politics at the table. Don't talk any, you know, <laughs> kind of crazy stuff. I know some people look forward to that, but it's like this is this for me. Thanksgiving is a time to, you know, be with family, enjoy the company of family and friends and reflect and maybe meet, meeting some new people that are coming over for the first time. Just enjoy it. Don't don't poo poo it. It's a great thing. It's a fun time. You get to watch football. You got great food. You get to be with your family. Enjoy the moment. That's all I can say. Enjoy the moment. So that's it for this one. I'll talk to you guys later.